Hello, friends. Welcome to Time in the Studio. This is a podcast with artists and herbalists, creatives, and plant people talking about growth, creativity, and healing. And I'm your host, Sarah Marie Miller. And I'm so excited for this 11th episode of the podcast. I'm going to be talking about anxiety, uh, a little bit about beginning a 100-day project, and at the very end, just a little bit about money. And so you can make yourself a little catnip tea and uh, dive into your budget a bit if you'd like. (laughs) I thought anxiety and money could be a fun combination to reckon with. Um, So yeah, I just am really interested in the idea of anxiety. It's one of the most heavily medicated conditions in the U.S. and it's so common. I feel like most people experience anxiety in their lives in one form or another due to many different things. But uh, a couple different things that I want to talk about are different ways to deal with anxiety. So I'm going to touch on a couple herbs and flower essences, but this episode is going to be focused mainly on physical things you can do to feel better um, when you're experiencing anxiety. So uh, it's interesting, I'm a server in a restaurant, and so I definitely, if any of you have done that work before, it is can be very stressful, and it's interesting because you're just bringing food and beverages to people, but it becomes, it can become more than that at times, so it's good to remember, like, this is not rocket science, it's not surgery, it's just food, and so, which is so important, but it's also it's not the end of the world if it's not perfect. So yeah, it's interesting just to see how anxiety comes up for me. And some things that I've found that are really helpful are breath work is the number one thing. So in studying herbalism with a lot of my different teachers, they talk about in the vitalist tradition, the body is able to heal itself and our job is just to remove obstacles to cure and so thinking of that it's really cool to kind of just get to the root of a situation so the motto is if don't use a pharmaceutical if a supplement would work and don't use a supplement if an herb could do the work and don't use an herb if a food can do the work and don't use a food if water can do the work and don't use water if it could just be changed through a physical practice and don't use a physical practice if it could just be changed by breath and don't use breath if it could just be changed by simply sitting with oneself so really at the, that's an extended version. (laughs) I think, uh, the way my teachers have taught, it's like, don't use a pharmaceutical. If you can use an herb, don't use an herb. If you can use a food. Um, so I kind of drew that out a little bit more. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm really interested in just very simple ways that we can heal ourselves. Um, and breath work is the fastest, easiest way to change how we are thinking or feeling. And I find with anxiety, it 
oftentimes to me feels as though there's just too much energy kind of pinging around within the body. And so breath work that helps to release excess energy is a really good remedy for that. So I like to just take really long, slow, deep exhales, like really focus on releasing the breath. So just like inhale for a count of four, and exhale for a count of eight and just really release all of that extra energy and just allow it to go out into the ether. Oh, before I get too carried away, I also want to make a quick little reminder that I'm an herbalist and an artist and not a doctor and herbalists are not licensed in any state in the U.S. And so if you are planning to make any changes to your medication, diet, lifestyle, cha-cha-cha, I highly suggest connecting with your licensed practitioner and educating yourself and knowing that at the end of the day, you get to be the boss of your own body and you get to decide what's right for you. So listen to what everyone has to say and make your own decisions. Um, So this education, this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. And I don't know what's right for you. So you need to do that, uh, decide for yourself. So yes, that's just a little, uh, yeah, a little something to consider. Um, So yeah, if you are looking into uh, transitioning away from medications for anxiety, there's a book that I have begun reading by Kelly Brogan um, called A Mind of Your Own, and it is really interesting. It's She strongly advocates for um, people moving away from sugar, gluten, and dairy, and just exercising more, more vitalist practices. Um, but she is a really interesting person in the field working with different ways of healing the body, uh, healing anxiety and depression without pharmaceuticals. I don't want to get into that too much, but it's, yeah, it's an interesting realm. I've seen a number of my clients get off of pharmaceuticals and, yeah, I just, I think they can do more damage than good sometimes. So do your research and yeah, maybe try some of the things that I'm going to talk about in this episode. So yeah, I, I found for myself, not eating gluten has really helped my anxiety levels significantly. And another thing that helps is drinking more water and also taking magnesium. I noticed um, a shift when I started taking magnesium specifically. I like magnesium malate. A lot of people work with magnesium citrate and that can cause loose bowels. So I really like the magnesium malate. It's just a little bit gentler on the digestion, on the digestion, but it's also really powerful in terms of relaxing the muscles, relaxing the mind, and just 
allowing you to feel more at ease. So magnesium is needed for over 400 functions in the body. And so I find oftentimes anxiety, it can be from too much energy pinging around or inefficient energy pinging around in the body. So if you don't have enough magnesium, I feel like the body is kind of like calling out for something. And there's kind of like this, um, there's just an inflammation and kind of a fire in the house of, ah, the body needs something. It's not getting it. And oftentimes that's magnesium and magnesium can just really help put out those fires and just calm everything down a little bit. So yeah, it when in doubt, if you're having a hard time sleeping or you're having a lot of muscle aches or pains or, um, yeah, you're just feeling really tense or nervous or have anxiety, magnesium malate. And I like the one from source naturals personally, but, um, I'm sure there's lots of other good ones out there. Um, but I find that really just helps turn down the volume of what doesn't need to be. Uh, I started taking it at work. My coworkers were like, you're so relaxed. What did you do? And it's when I take magnesium, I'm much, I'm an easier person to be around. (laughs) So (laughs) that's something interesting to consider. Um, let's see. Yeah. What else did I want to talk to you about today? So, yeah, we want to remove obstacles to cure. So consider what is coming up for you. Oh, another thing I want to talk about a little bit is the vagus nerve. So the vagus nerve is the known as the 10th cranial nerve in the body. And it's the main passageway between the brain and the belly and messages flow both ways. It's largely responsible for whether the body is in a sympathetic stress state or a parasympathetic relaxed state. Um, so some ways you can stimulate the vagus nerve to be more relaxed are singing, laughing, cold therapy. So taking like a cold rinse at the end of your shower, massage, and that could be self-massage, which I'm going to talk about a little bit in a short moment here. Um, journaling, meditation, yoga, feeling connected with others in a positive way, breathing deeply, eating fermented probiotic-rich foods, magnesium, zinc, and fish oil all help improve the, uh, the connection with the vagus nerve and the gut-brain connection. So all of those things. Um, I love fermented foods and probiotics. I like making kombucha, or I especially love sauerkraut, making different krauts and uh, kimchi and whatnot. And then I started supplementing a little bit with just taking a probiotic pill every day as well. Just it helps if you're not getting enough fermented foods, it helps kind of take it up a notch. And it's just great for metabolism and just feeling better in general, really great for anxiety and depression. And fish oil helps with excess inflammation in the brain as well. So you can definitely get those things from foods. Like I love lots of vegetables and greens and eating good fish and, 
you know, lots of good fats. I feel like fats are a good way to nourish the nervous system. And another way to connect to the nerve nervous system is through, um, through body oiling. So I just found this really great podcast called Medicine Stories. If you have not listened to it, you should definitely check it out, Medicine Stories. And she is an herbalist and makes really beautiful medicine and just talks about um, herbal body oils as a way of self-care and connecting to the plants. And I've been doing that for a couple years, but I didn't really have a name to it and I'm getting more intentional with it and it's been really fun. So, um, yeah, some things that I incorporate on a daily basis to kind of just feel better and, um, increase that gut brain connection and reduce anxiety. One thing is, doing morning pages. So I just like to wake up and write a couple pages right away. Um, I also try to go on a hike every day or a little walk for an hour, but I know sometimes that's not doable for everyone. Um, but any kind of exercise or movement, even just little bursts, like, you know, four or five minutes here or there can make a big difference just in moving lymph through the body and, having more circulation and just getting any excess energy kind of, um, moving instead of getting, being stuck or stagnant. Um, I especially love meditation. So I try to meditate a little bit every day. My favorite is to take a flower essence and then meditate and just sit for even three minutes. But I mean, I love when I get more time than that, like 15 minutes is really nice, but even three minutes and I just set a timer and take my flower essence and sit. And that's just so incredible for the brain and the body. Um, and then another thing I like to do is, as I was just mentioning before, is anointing the body with oil. So I like to do dry body brushing. You just take a, one of those, there's, there's like these brushes that, um, are kind of bristly and you just brush it over your body, moving towards the heart from the extremities, from your fingertips towards your heart and just brushing over your body. And it's just really nice to get the lymph moving and for circulation and skin, it makes your skin super soft. Um, so I like to do that before I take a shower and then ending your shower with a cold rinse. It sounds terrifying, but it's actually so good for your nerves and your whole endocrine system and for circulation and for your vagus nerve. Um, so I like to just do that for maybe a minute, just turn it on. It doesn't have to be the coldest cold, but you know, if it's just like a little bit like, you know, gets you awake. It, I think that is really helpful. So I end my shower with a cold rinse and then I love to apply herbal body oils to the body. And I made one with just infusing olive oil with skullcap and marshmallow root because in Colorado it's so dry. So I love having something that's a little more moistening. And then skullcap, if you have not worked with skullcap, Oh my God, you have to try it. It's so delicious and just such a great herb for anxiety. Helps 
with mental clarity and it's just, it smells and tastes so good and it feels so good on the body too. So I just smear that all over my body after the shower, just a couple drops, like, you know, on your fingertips and then just smear it everywhere, all over your body. And, you know, you can do like a nice little self-massage, just massaging all of your tissues and just noticing like any muscles that are sore and just kind of going over the body and just noticing what's going on, like noticing any uh, bumps or bruises or anything that is maybe feels painful or achy and just spending a minute to really notice your body, explore the terrain of your of your body and enjoy it and just notice, send some self-love to yourself. And it's just, yeah, it's just fun to connect to your own body and it adds an element of ritual to the day as well, which is really fun. Um, and in uh, the podcast Medicine Story, she talks a little bit about just the energetic protection of the herbal oils. And I have felt this so much myself. Like it does just feel like this force field of protection around you. And it just, yeah, it's really great for boundaries. Um, she really loves working with yarrow, which I think is a beautiful idea. I haven't done that yet myself, but that seems really nice. Um, but I love St. John's wort oil as well. And another cool thing to know about this is that our nervous system is lined with fat. And so we need to be eating good fats in order to connect to the nervous system. So I love herbs in like a salad dressing with lots of good olive oil or coconut oil or avocados, like just to have herbs with fat at the same time or making like a nice bone broth with herbs. Um, I think there's some, there's just something really potent about adding fat with your herbal intake whether it be internal or external. So you can also do this if you're applying the herbs to your body. So you make these herbal oils, you can just like put herbs in a jar and then I add just a little bit of vodka to help extract the constituents from the plant and then cover that just like a couple drops of vodka. And then I cover that with olive oil and just, I use the hot car treatment where you just put it in a paper bag and then put it under your car in under the seat of your car and it just rolls around so it's like constantly agitated and it's getting you know just slightly heated up but not too hot um so I love the hot car herbal oil (laughs) strategy but I don't not everybody has a hot car to do that with so there's other ways to do it you should definitely check out medicine stories she talks a lot about it and uh, there's a book, Herbal Kitchen by Cami McBride, that talks about it as well. And it's really a cool book, um, really beautiful. But yeah, I think ex- applying the herbs delivered in that fat of coconut oil or avocado oil or olive oil or, you know, some sort of fat content, it just sinks into the nervous system and just allows you to feel so relaxed. So I love just anointing the body with some really delicious herbal oils. 
Um, if you don't want to take a full shower, I also love doing this after work and just doing like an Epsom salt foot soak. That's another way to great, get more magnesium into the body is through Epsom salt. So I love an Epsom salt bath or an Epsom salt foot soak. It just allows your body to absorb more magnesium and to be more relaxed. So it's really nice at the end of a day just to, you know, put a little Epsom salt in some hot water, soak your feet, read for a minute or do a little journaling. It's just such a delicious way to end the day. And then I will dry off my feet and just give myself a little foot massage with the herbal oils. And that is just so delicious too. Really nice before bed. Just helps you really relax and feel more at ease. Um, oh, okay. So there's also something else I wanted to talk about is, uh, this tradition in Chinese medicine of 100 days of Shisandra, um, as a remedy for just improving vitality. And I just started working with this. I was inspired by another podcast I was listening to, Holistic Herbalism. And, I think I've mentioned that before, but it's just a really cool podcast. It's usually like half an hour to hour long segments and it's this couple and they're herbalists and they have an herbal school and they talk about this tradition of having 10 Shisandra berries every day for 100 days. And I was just so interested in that because it's such a cool idea and to remember herbs are slow and to make true deep transitions and growth and to heal the body, it can be a slow process. Sometimes things happen overnight and sometimes they take a hundred days or a thousand days. And so I think I love the just slow, steady commitment of this idea. Like it's so simple. You just eat 10 berries a day for 100 days. So I just began this a couple days ago in conjunction with the 100-day project that I've seen some artists doing on Instagram. And one of my friends did it that I was really excited about. And I think she might be on the podcast soon, which would be really cool. Um, and it's just the idea of doing something, whatever you decide, whatever rules you or parameters you set for yourself and do it for a hundred days. So mine is just to do something in my sketchbook for at least 20 minutes every day for a hundred days. So we'll see how that evolves, but that's kind of a fun thing. And then I'm combining that with taking Shisandra berries every day. So some things that Shisandra berries are good for, it's known as the five spice berry. And it's because it's both, it's all sour, salty, bitter, sweet, and spicy. And so it has all of those flavor elements. So when you eat it. It's just, it's so complex and really interesting. And they talk about how the complexity of the flavor connects to all five elements of Chinese medicine. And so it also, it works along multiple meridians and moves energy in the body in a really powerful way. Like when you take it, it there is just like this kind of zing you get. It's kind of like a cold, the cold rinse at the end of a shower just kind of wakes you up. Um, it's said to be 
a longevity tonic and great for fertility. It's helpful for the skin and is an anti-inflammatory food. It is great for anti-anxiety as it just helps you to be more clear and focused and relaxed and improves liver, kidney, and adrenal and digestive health. It's great for sexual health and vitality and helps with bone healing and prevents osteoporosis. It's amazing for the heart as well. It's just a really cool herb and really delicious, really interesting. Um, it's gentle and it's okay to take long term for most people. Um, and it's said to get more potent as it goes along. So it's one of those things that really builds and it's, you know, it's good to take for a couple days, but it's even better to take for a hundred days. So some herbs you want to dance with and, you know, work with them and then, um, just cycle them through. So you work with them for a week or two and then you take some time away from them. But with Shisandra, it is okay to keep working with it consistently for a long term. And that's the beauty of slow, gradual change and doing a little thing each day to take care of oneself. So just a little word of warning, if you are wanting to work with Shisandra, it can counteract with some medications because it is so powerfully connected to the liver. And so it may detox through the same systems of the liver as some pharmaceuticals. So it may be contraindicated in some pharmaceutical conditions. So something to research and check out with your doctor or someone else. Um, other herbs, but yeah, if you want to do the hundred day project, I would love to hear about that too. So you can connect with me on Instagram, either through time in the studio, time like the herb in the studio that's on Instagram or my, um, my herbal and visual art Instagram pottery and plant medicine is Ada Zia arts. That's a I D a dot Z E A dot arts. And that is my, um, herbal and pottery Instagram site. So you can connect with me on either of those and just, yeah, send a message. Let me know what you're up to and your experience with these herbs or with this creative practice. So I'm really interested in the hundred day project. Um, let's see some other herbs that I really love for anxiety are catnip is one of my favorites. I just love catnip. It is similar to mint in some ways, but it's a little bit more musky and just really nice antidepressant, anti-anxiety, just relaxing herb. It just makes me feel at ease. Uh, lavender is a really nice one too. If you like the flavor and the smell of lavender, it's great. Um, I also love lemon balm and holy basil and just in general, aromatic herbs tend to be really great for anxiety because they remind you to breathe a little deeper and just drop it down a notch and just inhale and exhale. <laughs> yeah. So that's something that is helpful. I think sometimes is just to have a little aromatic herb around or, um, you know, you could work with like an aroma roller, just put a little apricot kernel oil 
in a roller and add a couple drops of essential oil and you can just smell that and that helps remind you to breathe deeper too. Um, in terms of flower essences, one of my favorite things for anxiety is flower essences and rescue remedy is one of my great general go-tos for any general stress. Especially amazing for kids. I was just hanging out with my niece and nephew who are so cute and hilarious. And, you know, they're always like, you know, tumbling around and bumping into things and stubbing their toe and whatnot. And, you know, and then little traumas ensue from that. And Rescue Remedy, I found, was so helpful for them. It was so cute. I just called it Magic Drops. I was like, do you want Magic Drops? And they were like, that wasn't enough. I need more Magic Drops. And so, but it really, I would notice how it would just go from, like, huge temper tantrum or crying situation to just, oh, it's cool. And like very calm. So the flower essences that are within Rescue Remedy are Cherry Plum, Impatience, Star of Bethlehem, Rock Rose, and Clematis. And they have a synergistic quality that helps pull them together and just brings you into the present moment and helps you be more calm. I really love this in a um, first aid kit. I feel like this is a really good one. Anytime somebody's experiencing any kind of trauma or just anything major going on that doesn't feel good in the moment, it helps just to bring things, make things a little calmer. So just a little bit about what each of those is for impatience is for impatience. It's like when you're just kind of like tapping your toe or, tapping, you know, drumming your fingertips on the table and just wanting things to be different than they are. Um, Impatience just helps you to kind of, oh, be in the moment. This is what's happening and I'm just going to sit with it. How interesting. Cherry plum is really great for just when the brain goes to an irrational place, it helps you to be a little, it just pulls you back into like being more reasonable and rational and um, a little more positive. And then Star of Bethlehem is amazing for trauma and especially for acute trauma, but it does also connect to older traumas. So I have found sometimes working with Star of Bethlehem just independently, it can bring people into those traumatic places. So I am sometimes a little more careful with Star of Bethlehem in a formula for a client, but in Rescue Remedy, it feels really, it's just so balanced and the other flowers within that formula just really make it seem like it doesn't drop people into the pain as much as it can without those other kind of circles. Uh, other essences. And then rock rose, I really love for, it's great for shock or just when you're just something traumatic happens and it's just, it's like shocking and you can't quite absorb the experience. It's just kind of, yeah, when you're just baffled and in that state of anxiety and shock. And then clematis is for that future thinking. It's like this beautiful vining flower 
that's kind of like, you know, always moving out in all these different directions. And it's clematis is generally indicated for people who are thinking of the future a lot and not able to get into the present. And so it's really nice. It's really nice, playful, playful essence. It just kind of brings you into the present moment. So really fun. So yeah, I just love rescue remedy in general for people. And then a couple other essences that I really like that I think of for anxiety as well. Uh, Aspen, I love for people who are just very sensitive to their environment, generally very intuitive. And it's for a sense of fear that's unnamed. So it's not specific, but there's just this general feeling of things being askew or being nervous or scared of an environment. And just Aspen helps you to feel really connected and supported and just, it's a really nice protective energy. Um, and then Mimulus, I like for people who are having specific fears, if it's not just a general sense of fear, but it's like, I am scared of blank, 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 you know, a specific thing. It just helps to lift and ease those fears. Um, Elm also comes to mind for that sense of overwhelm. It's for people doing really good work in the world, but doing too much of it and feeling the weight of the world on their shoulders. And Elm just helps you get more clarity about what needs to happen and, you know, helps you see your to-do list and just kind of tick things off the list. And it helps you to get things done, but more efficiently and to be more calm and to, yeah, just to not feel overwhelmed. It's a really cool essence. I also think of white chestnut for those spinning thoughts. This is a really nice one to have on your bed stand, um, just for waking up and having those kind of like obsessive thoughts of just, yeah, things spinning around in the brain. And last but not least, I love Centauri for people who have the inability to say no and just helps you to get clarity about what is right for you and really helps you to put your foot down and just say no to what isn't right for you and to not have guilt about it. Oh, and that's the last one actually I should have mentioned is pine for guilt. I feel like that guilt is really deeply connected to anxiety in my mind as well. Like I can just see how people who they feel like they're not doing enough and there's this sense that, yeah, they're not doing enough. And I just really love pine for just helping you to feel like you are enough. Um, so yeah, those are some essences that I really love. They're all in the Bach flower essence kit. So you can, you know, get a flower essence kit yourself or it's available. Most of those essences are available in a lot of different health food stores like natural grocers or other places, or you can get them online, but it's just the Bach flower essence. Um, those are the ones that I'm referring to today. Um, I'm also happy to work with people. If you want a flower essence for yourself, I love doing flower essence consultations and mailing people flower essences. So that's a passion of mine as well. 
Um, so yeah, I just want to talk a little bit about money as well. So I just started working with a bookkeeper and I have a lot of anxiety around money and a tendency to just not really look at it. Um, so if you have that too, you could make yourself a little catnip tea or have a couple of drops of rescue remedy and then just consider looking at the numbers. Um, so working with this bookkeeper is so interesting and she just talks about how money, it's kind of like this little fairy spirit or money has like this this energy and this consciousness to it that it loves being tended to. It loves when you take care of it and you pay attention to it and you put things in their proper place. And there is, I can just feel that being true. Like when I run away from it and I don't pay attention to it, it tends to not go as well. So I remember in grad school, one of my uh, colleagues that I was going to school with would write down every single thing that he would buy. Like anything he wrote down, he would, anything he bought, he would write it down. And I feel like that is, I'm, I don't think I will ever get to that point, but there is something helpful in that kind of reflection of, okay, do I want to buy this thing and then have to write it down? And you know, just helps you to reconsider where your energy and your money is going and if it's going towards things that you really believe in and like. Um, so yeah, I'm just, it's interesting to just look at your finances. So something my bookkeeper suggested is knowing four numbers each month, what you owe, what you own, what you spent and what you earned. So looking at any debts like school loans or credit cards or anything like that and then what you own if there's like whatever your assets are and then what you spent over the month and what you earned and just something about knowing those four numbers can be really helpful just to get a little more clarity and yeah just to help you begin to set down goals for what you want to what you want things to look like. Um, I also really love, um, having, a keeping my wallet really tidy. So facing all your bills and having them be in order. I feel like there's something about that. Um, just being a little bit more organized helps everything kind of fall into place a little bit more. And then I also really, really am into, um, set it and forget it. So just set up automatic transfers to a savings account if you can. And, you know, even just like $10 a month, just the idea that you're saving and you're not having to see what's left at the end of the month. But if you just automatically transfer it into your savings account, um, it can help you get clarity about what are your goals and just helps to make that automatically happen. So yeah, I think that is just helpful for looking at money. I think it's, it's an interesting thing, our relationship to money and our body too. There's like a strong connection with the root chakra, money, safety, and anxiety and yeah, feeling at home 
within the body and within the earth and um, being stable and safe. And so there, all those things are very connected. It's pretty interesting looking at root chakra stuff. Um, so yeah, just to recap, this is just a brief episode. So, oh, I should mention, I am going to do four guests and then a solo episode, just talking about whatever I think of. So if there are things that you want me to talk about more or things that you're interested in, um, feel free to send me a message on Instagram is really the best way. Uh, so time in the studio or Ada Zia arts on Instagram and you can send me a message there and yeah, let me know if there's anything you want me to cover for solo episodes or if there's people you want me to try to reach out to for guest episodes. So just a little recap of some things you can do to work with anxiety. I love the idea of taking a cold shower, anointing the body with herbal oils, meditating with some flower essences like rescue remedy, and maybe playing around with the Shisandra Berry Shisandra Berry project for a hundred days and do something creative for a hundred days in alignment with taking the Shisandra Berry. So that is kind of a fun option. Um, and also just facing all the bills in your wallet and maybe getting those four numbers for yourself, just noticing, yeah, where are things at and just get a little more clarity there. And last but not least, breathe, take a long, deep inhale Noticing the top of the breath and a long, deep exhale, releasing slowly anything stale or stagnant. Yeah, just taking some nice deep breaths for yourself. Awesome. So thank you so much for listening today. I am just so honored to be doing this. It's so much fun. I really love doing the podcast and yeah, Feel free to reach out if you would like to. Love and light to you all. May our efforts benefit all beings. Love you all so much. Take care. Thank you.